0: And welcome to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast on NPR. No, I'm kidding. It's the <laughs> Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. My name is Paul Stevenson. I'm here with Greg Campbell and David Warren. And this is a live recording. As, as you're listening, we are recording. Uh, we are actually going to be airing new episodes of the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast on Tuesdays. So this is basically Friday. Typically, it'll be at 10 a.m. as usual but today we're doing it at 12. Uh, but typically mm-hmm. we'll be recording live 10 AM Fridays, and then we'll be releasing that episode, uh, kind of polished, edited, et cetera, on Tuesday. So the Friday morning recordings will basically just be, uh, to tune in to the recording to see all the chaos and the, uh, you know, errors and, and omissions that, uh, that come along <laughs> with, uh, with recording a live show. So, so, yeah. So you're getting to see all that today. And uh, <laughs> and here we are. So before we before we got into that, we were just actually talking about the article that I posted in the in the comments that uh, OBJ did on, on Greg. And maybe if you want to quickly summarize again for us, Greg, uh, how you know, uh, Mr. Bourne and uh, and how that came to be.
1: Yeah, Kevin, uh, Kevin reached out to me, um, probably around December, um, you know, after Tom had, had mentioned my name on Rogan and he was like, he was like, you know what, man, that's a, that's a great intro to do a piece on you. And I'm writing for the OBJ and they said they'd be interested as well. So we went ahead and did it. Uh, it was a great summary of, of my life quickly, Hmm. scratching the surface to summarize (laughs) (laughs) my life. (laughs) Um, but yeah, super happy, super impressed with Kevin, um, and OBJ. They're obviously, uh, amazing people and they do a lot for the city. So, uh, yeah, you can check out Kevin's uh, company shifter agency or shifter uh, magazine. He does a lot for Ottawa and, uh, and some stuff in Toronto as well. That's awesome. But yeah. Thanks guys.
0: How's the, uh, how's the week been in, in real estate for you guys? What's the, uh, what's the latest? we, I know we, we were kind of trading notes and, and war stories before we got on here, but, uh. We're March 26th, so we're, we're a quarter of the way through 2021, which is wild. Uh, what's the latest, Greg? What, Dave, what's, what have you guys been seeing lately? Dave, you want to start that one off?
2: You go ahead. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, another, another you know crazy week, at least that I'm seeing and, and continue to be frustrating for, for buyers. But uh, a couple of very uh, funny kind of or coincidental stories. I, uh, this week I was referred from a, a realtor partner, a client, they ended up buying my old condo and I'm financing my old condo that my wife and I bought pre-build lived in for a year and a half at Lisger and Elgin in the merit <laughs> and sold it all. It's been sold again. It's all of our furniture still uh, from when we Come sold it originally to the buyers, <laughs> our couch, the desk our like sofa, bed, kitchen table, like Island chairs, moving everything. ready. Yeah. And it's exactly what, when we sold it, the woman that bought from Toronto bought, uh, bought office was from Toronto, wanted it, loved our furniture, wanted it fully furnished except for the bed basically. So she got the whole package, uh, included. And then fast forward four years and it's traded hands once more, but, uh, that my uh, my clients are from Toronto, relocating to Ottawa, buying this condo fully furnished with all of my original furniture. I thought that was pretty uh, pretty hilarious. That's there amazing. All, of all of all places, all houses in uh, in Ottawa, it happens. to Yeah, be. of all the units,
0: yeah. of all the units, either that means you're doing an extreme amount of business, or that was just a wild coincidence, or both. You know.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I had I I had a, 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 a again another one last week. I did the financing originally on it uh, for clients, help them just move and, and, and financing on their next place. The clients that are buying their house are mine and I'm doing the financing on that, <laughs> on that same property as well for, for clients that I, I did the financing on the same house three years ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just really, you know, 4, 400,000 homes in Ottawa and it's kind of just I find yeah. it pretty, uh, pretty hilarious.
1: Just landed in your lap.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Things are, uh, things are definitely still buzzing. I had, um, a few clients you know, you don't, we're not hearing about it as much because it's really become the norm, but, uh, well, Greg, you are probably hearing it a bit more than, than we are, but, uh, homes are still selling for, for well over asking, you know, in in most cases still, you know, close to a hundred thousand over asking. And, uh, yeah, I still have a lot of, you know, frustrated buyers, um, people, you know, skeptical to sell and so on. Uh, I do have a bone to pick a small one, uh, with a couple, uh, builders in the city as we've been, uh, you know, not to, not to harp on the builders, but I had an, inter- uh, an interaction this week with a buyer who specifically asked specifically to introduce me to the builder so that we could coordinate with them and basically remove the client to just, you know, ease their mind and, and make them not jump through hoops. Um, the builder basically declined being able to communicate with us, even though the client made us the intro saying, please deal with my broker and so on. So now we're having to uh, basically communicate through the client asking for like, you know, schedule A's and and a bunch of stuff that the client obviously has no idea what we're talking about or, or it's, it's all jargon, right? It's just real estate talk. Uh, and this is the first time really where I've run into it where the builder just flat out refuses to, to provide information, especially even when the client is directly requesting them to do so. Um, so yeah, so that's been a, uh, that's been a frustration because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to explain in, in layman terms to the client, like, this is what we need. And then they're, they're sending me documents that they've received previously. And, you know, some of them aren't signed and, you know, it's pre, you know, they're, they're not, they're not like both sides haven't, haven't agreed to it. And it's just, it just creates a lot of, uh, unnecessary ripples, which just slows down everything for the client and and for the lender and, uh, and for us on our side. And it, it, I just find it, an un- unnecessarily redundant for the client and, and increasingly frustrating because they have, th- this is not their business, right? I mean, they don't do they they have their own career, their own path, and this is what we're supposed to be handling for them and, and really not being able to, to, we don't really have the opportunity to do that, which is, uh, which is challenging to say the least, uh, when the closing's fast approaching,
1: I found is it a well-known video. builder. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no. Is it, on, a, is it a well-known builder?
0: Yes, one we've spoken about recently. So uh wow, I'll just uh I'll bite my tongue until we have the schedule A and the uh the
2: signed documents I need.
1: That doesn't it it doesn't even make that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, like that's like there that there's no
2: sense to any of that. That's the interesting thing with Paul's scenario too is that the builder left out an entire schedule that is referenced on the purchase agreement. Um, you know, eight, you know, you'll have it on a new build purchase agreement. You'll have multiple schedules that are referenced in the, uh, original. And this would include, you know, diagrams of where the build is going to be your tarry on warranty or, you know, what's, what, what's going to be included. They're leaving out an entire schedule and, and not providing it when it's referenced in the purchase agreement. This, this schedule could contain anything, uh-huh. the client signing a purchase agreement that, or has signed one, but the builder is just not providing the information that the client has signed saying they've re- they have... Please
0: agree okay. to Schedule A that you've signed and reviewed and uh, no Schedule A attached. So we've been trying to pull the Schedule A out of them. And then the other side of it is that the, uh, the price itself is a set price plus HST and most lenders will only... Lend what's written on the actual agreement. So if it says plus HST, well, we need an agreement that shows that HST added most of the time, right? With the majority of lenders, they want to see what's the final sales price. Now it's very easy to add HST to, to a perch, to a price, but that just leaves room for human error, right? So just just mm-hmm. put it on the contract. So everyone is working with the same number,
1: you know? It's mm-hmm. just uh, it happens all the time.
0: Yeah, it yeah. just it's just those sorts of things, Greg. As you said, like, you know, I know I know you're frustrated with uh with, with builders. And again, I know they have their own, their own problems and, and they're having their own issues, but th- these sorts of things are easily mitigated by just allowing us to handle it as the client has requested and we've requested. And, and that introduction was made for that exact reason. Right.
2: Also and a reason I gotta why say people with... should be using a realtor for, with, with builders <laughs> as well, because very, very those true. schedules, those schedules wouldn't be omitted. They wouldn't be left out.
1: No. And, and to be fair, if you're only moving four lots at a time, how, in the world, can you miss one? Like, how can you make a mistake on one? You're selling 50 yeah. at a time. I mean, I can get it. Something can go missing, but come on, man. Mm-hmm. You're doing four deals and you're missing paperwork. And then you're complaining that you don't want to talk to the lender. That's like, I don't know who, actually, well, I'll, I'll tell you afterwards. there. I have a question based on, uh, for you guys that you might know that I didn't know until recently, uh, on So, I guess Dave, you would probably definitely know the answer to this, I assume. Um if you tear down and build infill, um you didn't have to get Terry on. Right. But as of February 1st this year, you have to have Terry on.
2: So if you're building to if you're building as a self build, you're you're building your own home for yourself. You do not need Terry. Right. If you're building, but if you're building to, to ho- sell. If you're building to sell, to sell off right away, then you, then it's, it's mandatory and a, and a requirement to have Terry on in Ontario. If you're building a rental that you're holding yourself and holding as a rental long-term, you do not need Terry on either for that. Um, yeah. So there was someone that I, I heard
1: through a colleague that, uh, their accountant said that they didn't need Terry on and they didn't know any better. They're like, oh, okay, cool. He said, we didn't need Terry on. So now he's got his place ready to sell. And then they're like, well, where, do you have the Terion documents? And they're like, uh, I was told I didn't need them. They're like, no, you have to have them. Yeah. So now this guy's, his whole sale is delayed like six months because <laughs> he was yeah. misinformed. While he it's writes weird. his on license. Uh, yeah, what, yeah. Exactly.
2: What I don't understand is why that accountant is providing advice with regards to building and why the guy
1: is taking his accountant's advice and not talking to a lawyer, somebody that would be better informed. One hundred percent. I
2: mean, I don't. know. Um, yeah, that, that's unfortunate. I mean, the 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 at least he is able to. If you don't have Terry on originally, you can retroactively put Terry on on the property. It's a warranty. Um, small builders, I believe it's uh 15 or 20,000 that's held in trust with, with Terry on there's claims 30. Yeah. Now. So, so on those are, yeah. For small first time, if it's their first time, they go larger. I know some of the larger builders like the, okay. the Minto's okay. and all that are, or builders that have, you know, built hundreds or thousands of homes a year. They don't actually have anything held in trust because they've transacted. They've done so right. many deals that, um, they have that reputation, but small builders, first timers, you know, it's there. Yeah. It'll be up 30,000 is the most that they would have to have held in trust. Uh, but you can at least retroactively, even after your build is done, put Terry on, um, so at least for your guy, he can, he's not having to open up walls or, or anything like that. Uh, he's just having to get no. licensed. He's having to get registered with Terry on, which can do a course takes time, get set up and uh and yeah and he has to
1: get that extra 30 grand that he thought he didn't need i mean he's he can do it but it's just yeah his whole life just changed because of some bad information it's all about education right folks that's what we always say here at the ottawa real estate podcast (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. yeah education is uh knowledge is power as they say um yeah, no, it's. I agree. I, I've had a I had a client misinformed by their lawyer this week, saying that they would uh, if they sold their property, they would have to pay capital gains their primary home. And uh, I tried to I sent them a, a, a basically a link to CRA saying that uh, they have to. I forget what the exact exact term is. I'm actually going to quote it just to make sure I, I say this accurately. Um. So, yeah. So when it comes to basically primary residence. So CRA does not specify an exact duration of time that you have to basically live in the home or reside in the home. Uh, The tax rules refer to the residence being ordinarily inhabited within the calendar year, which is a relatively low bar when you, when you put it that way. Um, so basically these clients, uh, bought a new build, um, they're planning, their plan right now is to move into it as a, as a, as their primary home. Uh, but you know, it's gone up, uh, to 300,000 since they purchased it a few years ago. So now they're considering, well, maybe we just move in and, and list it and sell it two, three months later and, and take that equity and, and buy something maybe a bit further outside the city. So I was trying to, you know, look at the different options as far as, uh, you know, maybe taking a, a variable just to lower the penalty and, and all the different things that, you know, nuances that would go along with selling it quickly. Uh, and they just decided that, uh, you know, they said after speaking to the lawyer that they decided not to sell because of, uh, you know, all the, how expensive it would be. Now they obviously, there's going to be realtor fees and there's going to be things associated with selling. But, uh, one of the things they specified was capital gains tax. And I was trying to, uh, I told them, you know, always take the advice of your lawyer, but you know, here's a link from CRA that, uh, that contradicts oh, what they're telling you.
2: It, it, to, anything to do with, you know, again, just like your Greg's built, Greg's colleague or, or, or friend or, or client that built, don't take builder advice from your accountant. Don't take accounting advice from your lawyer, hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah. like go to the professionals that are in that yeah. space, you know, right. um, or or ask around if you're not you know ask two accountants even or something of that nature you know or or two lawyers yeah. Um, yeah
0: and there's a lot of things that i i feel like clients ask us stuff all the time i mean it's just anything dealing with real estate they'll ask us right like well what's this what's that and i'll always say this is what i believe but definitely check with xyz mm-hmm. they will know for sure like that that should always be Same. the advice like talk to your mortgage broker talk to your lawyer talk to your accountant for depending on the situation and get a second opinion, even from the, sure. like from a, someone else in that field, you know, like you always want to get two, three different, at least, now, uh, conversations going n- with, uh, now have
2: mm-hmm. those clients spoken to an, to their accountant or called CRA on their own? Like, have they, yeah, they, they are
0: speaking it? with their accountant. So I just kind of gave yeah. them a, in short, here's what, here's my thoughts. And, uh, yeah. you know, directed them to the proper channels, I'd, but, I'd, um, f-
2: and for people listening, I mean, that might not be aware um, of how capital gains on real estate is concerned.
0: Yeah. Sorry the, to talk jargony again. Yeah. But...
2: As a, as a pro, as a owner occupied property, if you move in and you claim a property as your primary residence, when you go to sell, you are not on the hook for capital gains. You do not pay any sort of tax on the money or proceeds that you make from that sale. If it's been your primary residence, you do however, pay prop, pay capital gains or taxes on the increase in value. If it's a rental property, that is the, that is the time that you're going to be, that you'll pay on that difference in gains. So and Dave so is not an, aware, right? not an accountant, <laughs> <laughs> not an accountant,
0: not official advice, just yeah. from our experience. Uh, this is, uh, <laughs> this is what happens. From the yeah. couple
2: of deals or a couple of transactions that I've done. Yeah. personally. This is why people tune in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I feel like uh I feel like the market is uh I, I don't mean to be, you know, pessimistic or negative, it's just it seems like with uh like all of these things the market is is wild enough that to throw in all these additional curveballs it just it just makes everything more frustrating for clients, it causes more confusion in the market, it causes uh headlines to be written that aren't accurate. Like it's just all of those things coincide with misinformation, right? I mean, everyone, Mm. you know, those people go and tell their friend, well, I can't sell because of capital gains and they tell someone, they tell someone, like it just, Mm -hmm. that's how misinformation spreads quickly. And especially with social media and, and information being able to travel in real time globally, um, you know, that sort of information travels really quickly. So I think, you know, the, the reason why I'm bringing all this up is just, well, kind of to vent, uh, but also just to, to inform people as to what the, in, like what's happening out there, right? Like this is, this is, these are true events. These are actually, this is actually happening and these are the sorts of things that that do bog down the system and and slow down processes and, um, you know, get clients frustrated and agitated and, and all that stuff. I mean, it's just all of this stuff can be avoided. So,
2: mm-hmm. Seek, yeah. seek proper counsel from the appropriate professional in that space. The appropriate services.
1: The,
2: yeah. The, uh, I, want, I will say one thing on, on home values in Ottawa, if this will make uh, listeners feel better about you know, the exorbitant prices that we're seeing in, in, in Ottawa. I'm refinancing a condo in Vancouver right now that is a 700-square-foot, one-bedroom condo, and it is going to come back at nine hundred and fifty seven thousand dollars <laughs> just a thousand dollars a square foot uh
1: where is it dave what street do you know well obviously, it is on you know. it, it's on scotia street okay i don't even know that that's obviously a newer town.: next to td and rbc road hey eh? Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> banking, banking district out there,
2: but, but just to, but just to, you know, make everyone feel better about the, uh, the home, you know, at least you're getting a, a detached home in, uh, in Ottawa for, yeah. uh, for less than that, but you know, our prices are still crazy and, and, and tough, a tough pill to swallow for, for a lot of people, but just put it in context of what's going on in this a
0: thousand dollars a square foot is, is what that would be going what for, do you for guys condo. Think?
1: what do you guys think of all the news lately with cmhc and or like all i see in the news right now is like warning this can't last buyers beware like it's i'm just everywhere i look it's seeing like the uh advisors are saying this will not go on forever and this will burst maybe and, you know I, I mean
2: like a lot of that news comes from CMHC, out of cmhc which is a crown corporation. Um, yeah. you never, you don't see any of these articles from Genworth or now rebranded as Sage, um, or Canada guarantee. Uh, you don't see these articles from them. C- CMHC is, is, you know, they do a lot of market studies and a lot of press releases around it. I think it, it is a lot of fear mongering mm-hmm. and, and kind of and headline grabbing, you know, the same mm-hmm. CEO of, of CMHC, I even said oh, last year when the pandemic hit in March, CMHC came out saying that the market across Canada would fall 18. Um, take these, take everything that they put out there as a grain of salt. They also insure, you know, a huge portion of real estate in Canada. Um, you know, I think they are trying to caution people of like slowing down the market or or reducing prices from just a risk standpoint. But I think it's a lot of fear mongering and, and headline grabbing. And I mean, really, I, I've spoken to somebody, I've, a client of mine is uh, high up in, in the risks department with CMHC. And and I spoke about those articles, you know, similar articles last year that were written. And he just kind of laughed and said, he, he's not going to get into it. And that's, uh, he thinks and he was kind of Saying that he thought they were ridiculous articles, um, and he's in there, and he was there. He's he's top, you know, one of the top people in the risk right. department for CMHC. Um So, wow. okay.
0: two two things, two things to touch on here. One, um, clickbait is real, obviously. Uh, I mean, these uh, these publications literally get paid based on the amount of clicks. So, the more vibrant or more engaging or controversial a, a headline, basically anything that contradicts the general public's opinion on something is going to get more clicks, right? Cause it's going to be engaging, uh, all these social media platforms also, uh, promote anything that is controversial or, or creates discussions around negativity. So, I mean, that's something to keep in mind. Um, the other side of that CMHC, I mean, as you said, I mean, the, the, the default rate in Canada is outrageously low. I'm sure it's had a slight uptick in the last year, but it's outrageously low. And, and at 4%, you know, if you're putting 5% down and CMHC is taking 4% as an insurance premium, they have a lot of, they should have a lot, a lot, like an immense millions, if not billions of dollars in premiums that they have. And I don't think they need to be fear-mongering anyone. I I don't think there's Mm -hmm. much risk at all to the market, to the economy, to CMHC. Uh, And I think the you know, any, any article that they're putting out saying that this is happening or that's happening is probably in their best interest is is in their best interest and isn't necessarily the most accurate information you can find on that subject. You know, Mm -hmm. um, as you said, I, I don't know the specifics, but I have to imagine that there's, um, you know, there might be some, um, Influence on the back end to be posting those articles, um, and you know they—I'm sure they—they they have um, government grants coming in and other things that that keep their business afloat. Right. And I mean, they're their business. I mean, they have to—they have things they have to do. The same way that they need people looking at their articles. Uh, you know, Nike needs people looking at their website. I mean, everyone's everyone's in business and everyone's uh, trying to get people to get to their to their message. And regardless of what that message is, I mean, you got to kind of look at the incentive behind the message and, and what the intention is, right? Behind the, the person
1: putting out the message. Yeah. I th- Which, I again, think the- education is key. The Ottawa
2: Real Estate Podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, like to Paul's point, you know, the default rate with CMHC is 0.02%. That's their yeah. default rate on their books. 0.
0: And, they ta- and, they take, and they take a 4% premium on a 5% down mortgage.
2: Yeah, there's uh yeah they they have very deep pockets from a premium capital uh, that you know is paid up front, paid by the borrower. If you refinance five months later, you're getting out of that CMHC. You're not covered with CMHC anymore. You've paid that premium. That's gone, and you're not covered any further. So there's a lot of properties and real estate within Canada that you know they paid that premium. They're not even insured anymore. It's not even an insured mortgage anymore because two years into their first term, they refinanced or they moved and went into a conventional mortgage instead. Um, I think I think for at the end of the day, for any of those stories, just take them with a grain of salt. Look at the past stories that they have been putting out uh, to see, you know, what their predictions were and mm-hmm. uh, how tr- and how how they were fulfilled. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> They should stick to premiums and stop giving uh, market advice Um, in my opinion. Great info today. Uh, Ryan Dunlop. I like it. Great comment says you guys getting tired of people asking about asking you when the Ottawa bubble will burst. Follow-up question. When will the Ottawa
2: bubble burst? (laughs) (laughs) I actually was, I was out for uh, a friend of ours Uh, birthday last night we were out for dinner and we were sitting on the patio at uh and and a friend walked by and she was actually asking uh myself and and a friend of mine that i was with uh what if we thought the bubble was going to burst in ottawa and whether prices were going to go down and i said that's a
0: cmhc term bubble ottawa bubble (laughs) is a (laughs) The,
2: the the number one i personally don't and i you know all the literature out there is that it's not going to happen anytime soon, and as we can see by supply and demand. However, the people that are waiting for on the sidelines, that are maybe renting in a position to buy, um, waiting for a bubble to burst or prices to decrease, I feel are the same people that, when that happens, are still not going to buy because they see prices going down and they're going to like, well, they say, oh, well, prices are going down, I'm not going to buy. It's a bad. I'm going to I'm gonna wait. I'm going to wait. But if price is going up, I'm going to, you know, not, again, still sitting on the sidelines, not buying because prices are going up. Um, I feel, you know, it's, oh, I, it's, I, it's kind of comical. Um,
1: there's, there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. You know, and, and there, there always will be. I mean, you know, right now, if you're out shopping for just a standard row home in Orleans, uh, you know, you kind of need $600,000 no matter what you're looking at. And we're seeing, you know, the silly price of nine nine, <laughs> is always getting 600,000 almost. And they're getting like 30 to 40 showings on each one. Yet another one that's priced accordingly at, let's say 550, you might get four showings and they don't get multiple offers, even though it's a better house than the one at 499. Because mentally, if these people think it's out of their price range and the agents aren't smart enough to show them, I, I don't get it, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, anyways, back to you, like sidelines, there's people, there's people dropping now because of that with me, with my mm-hmm. business, um, kind of what we touched on, on that, on that test <laughs> test, like last week, the whole, the whole, the, um, the people dropping the people going to uh, Quebec or looking at alternate sources now is, uh, is really mind blowing and it's, you know, and it's affecting, uh, you know, our bottom line, I think a very difficult market to navigate but it's uh you know learning learning a lot about people and how uh and how everyone thinks and how this business works mm-hmm. i'm enjo- i'm enjoying it personally but it's not easy yeah it's
0: yeah. a big it's a big uh there's definitely a big shift in the market and it's been going on for a while but to your point craig i mean we, we're looking at that as well kind of uh, i mean we're expanding nationally right now but quebec is definitely our uh our next first target is to kind of get uh, get a presence over there, and um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's inevitable that people are going to s- slowly seep over the border into uh, into Quebec. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
1: and, and now, and now the same mm-hmm. thing's happening over there, though, too.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, hey, it's happening everywhere.
0: It's the Ottawa Canadian real estate market podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep it's expanding the name. The Ottawa Canadian North American real estate podcast. Uh, <laughs> always, always. Yeah, yeah. Education, um, education. Ryan Dunlop is asking, Greg, you're probably the best resource. So they said, did Vancouver ever burst or is it still after 10 years madness?
1: It never burst. Vancouver just kind of stopped. You know, it, it dropped a little bit, but I, it just, it just, it just plateaued and now it's, it's on the come up again. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that's like, we, you know, we were, I think we were talking about that a few weeks ago, how right now auto was in the, in a uh, 20 year cycle where in the eighties, you know, we, we gained about 20% for a couple of years and then it went back to just plateauing. Um, you know, you get up 0.5, 1%, 2% back down to one, up to four, whatever for 20 years. Then in 2000, it went through the roof again. And right now we're here. So, I mean, it always just—it's like a, you know, it's like a steps walking up the steps. I just keep just thinking of Dave more on that next step. Yeah, yeah, you know, hey, best... that's
0: what Vancouver went through. Same thing. Best time to buy is today. Always. Yeah. Um, always. Yeah. To Dave's point, uh, a few weeks ago, I, I've thought about this many times as I go through my uh, my current sale and and uh, new purchase renovation. Is that uh, home prices in in Ottawa? historically double every 10 years so anyone who's bought a home or is thinking of buying a home just keep that in mind that is uh that is a you know men lie very, women lie. Good, numbers th- don't you know that's a good says number Jay-Z. to know <laughs> says every Jay-Z. 10
1: years and yeah, it's still like that yeah Damn. yeah
0: i mean if you could so, buy an investment and someone said historically this is going to double every 10 years like how could you not want to get in on that. Right. Or just at least keep mm-hmm. that in mind because it is, it just opens doors. I mean, it's uh, it allows you to potentially downsize down the road, uh, maybe buy that retirement uh, residence or cottage that you dreamed about. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, it mm-hmm. just opens a lot of doors and and keeping that just that perspective of in 10 years from now, the value of this should double based on historical stats. Um, You know, that's uh, it's pretty profound when you're, when you're a homeowner, right. To think that I think, I think a lot of homeowners in Ottawa right now feel like, they're kind of a fraud because when people tell them what their home's worth or they see a home on their street sell, they're like, there's absolutely no way there's gotta be something wrong. There's gotta be a bubble, you know, but there isn't Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's actually what it's worth. You're not a fraud. Your home is worth what it's selling for. Um, and I think when people kind of understand that or accept it, um, accept that kind of positive outcome that it will force people or or trigger people to want to look at, maybe they're forever home or, or upgrading or, or downsizing. Right. And just kind of thinking more long-term.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, and I always say too, like, even if it, you know, some madness happened and it dropped a bit, like let's say it dropped 5% and then, you know, but you're up like 40%. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're buying a house now that you're going to try to sell in a year and think that you're going to make a hundred thousand dollars, I'd say that that's not the best idea, but if you're buying a place that you're going to be in for at least five, I mean, you're good. Just get (laughs) it, you know? Just do build it. that equity. Just build do that it. Equity.
2: Just
0: do yeah. it. <laughs> and that'd be a good slogan. We should do the auto real estate podcast. Just do it. Hey, no one's got that. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard it. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a good one. You should just do it. That's what we should. Build. Yeah. Um, mood boost. How about we get mood into boost, the mood boost? Do it. Mood boost. All right. For sure. All right. For sure. So for we're sure. back to we're back to old T Bone today. We're back to the old G. Uh, the oh, the new OG. Um, my dad was. Uh, was disappointed that his cut never made it to air. So we'll have to bring him back for, uh, for a few mood boosts in the coming weeks. Um, so number one, what did Mr. and Mrs. Hamburger name their daughter? Patty. <laughs> Obviously. What did the carp say to his crush? Don't play coy with me.
1: <laughs>
0: and last right. but not least, a priest, a pastor, and a rabbit walked into the blood clinic. The nurse asked the rabbit, "What is your blood type?" "I am probably a type O," said the rabbit. Ah, uh, Rabbi, okay. rabbit, type yeah. O. Mm -hmm. never good when you have
1: to explain it. Hey, no, that (laughs) one was a little much, uh, first two.
2: Not bad. Not bad. Paul, I'd say one and a half. I'd say one and a half on three. (laughs) Okay. The, uh, okay. I'll pass. I'll pass that on. Okay. (laughs) My, my
0: dad, my dad will be thrilled. My brother will be, uh, will be shattered. So we'll have to, we're going to get a competition. It's, it's in the books. Now we have to,
2: we have to, Bill was four for four. Bill was four for four. Yeah. At
0: uh, At some point, at some point, uh we, you know, we may have to have the two of them on and just have a battle. They Just have the two of them tell their three best, mm. and we'll we'll let the we'll let the listeners decide. That would be amazing. <laughs> the video Absolutely. with the with the uh with the three the three Stevensons telling uh mood boosts be pretty hilarious. A mood boost
2: battle. A mood before, boost battle before we
1: forget. If you are watching this live, Steven, can you bring it up? Can you bring it up? And Ryan Dunlop, I know you're still watching. Steven, are you there? <laughs> tonight <laughs> best poster ever made Whoa. tonight I'll be I'll be DJing live at 10.30pm on Twitch for the Wham Bam House Jam uh, brought to you by Ryan Dudlop and uh, Paul Shublick so uh, tune in if you can you can get the link uh, we'll put it in the in the feed here I guess And you know, I thought you, you were going to show it. your magical set <laughs> But this is no. even better. No, no. 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 That's yeah. that's a
2: great. That's a great I don't poster. even I don't know that's where a he great got that photo picture. View, but it's I don't <laughs> even. <laughs> yeah. So serious. Yeah. So serious. So serious.
1: <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, yeah. Wow. So uh, yeah, tune tune in if you can and um, yeah, it would be wonderful to see you guys on uh, on so, tonight. I will
0: be there 100%. Is there is there a chat box? Can we can we big up some songs there and is. so on there... Yeah, if, amazing. You're,
1: if you're on Twitch as a as a member or you have an account, there's a chat box. Perfect. Yeah. So,
0: just a uh, an outro for everyone that, that tuned in, kind of mid sesh. Uh, so Fridays, we're going to be still recording live at ten. So ten a.m. Fridays is when you can tune in if you want to watch live. Uh, we've decided to basically record Friday mornings, and then we're going to release the edited version of the episode on YouTube, Spotify, you know, iTunes, etc. On Tuesdays. So recording Fridays, Auto Real Estate Podcast episodes will be released Tuesdays. And if you're, you know, if you're, if you're a fan and want to tune in Friday's live, that's basically why we're doing it. Just to kind of keep the vibe the same, uh, allow you guys to ask questions in real time and, and, you know, just, uh, keep it fun. Keep it friendly. Uh, keep it, uh, keep it going, you know, just keep, keep it legal going. and keep it vertical. <laughs> keep <Just> it legal. <laughs> keep it vertical. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just keep it. Just keep it on. Keep it to t- tone.
0: Just do it. All right. Just do it. All right, boys. Well, everyone have a great weekend and, uh, we'll see you next Friday. Good Friday. Great Friday. Yeah.
1: Thanks, guys. Yeah. Deuces, All right. a great day. <laughs> <laughs> Deuces.